Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic. A Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name's Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky. And today, I'm joined, as always, by the mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What's up, fam? What's up? What's up? For some reason, Eric was pretending that we're sponsored by whatever beverage he was holding, which we can't say because we're not sponsored by them. <laughs> it was really weird. Really weird. It, it it's kind of like on star, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the teams in Space Jam. Right? Eric, did you drop this M? <laughs> Here's this M that you dropped. I like the visual aid. It's nice. If there's one thing this podcast is really all about, it's the visual aids. As an We're audio really good at visual aids. I'm so glad that our video gets out every wait. No. Oh, that's only that's only for the most exclusive patrons that don't yet exist. That's Ooh, the what premi- that's. the premium patrons. Yeah, that's the one. I, I heard premium patron is the top tier of patrons. Is that above or below the swear tier though, where you get to hear Caroline swear every episode? That's... Oh, the premium is the top, top, top. Yeah, that's the best tier. Yeah, I recently joined a premium tier in another podcast, uh, so I would only assume that it would be the top, 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 top. Do you, do you get to hear their swears there if you are the premium? <laughs> Well, actually, I got forced into being a premium, but I don't know what it means. So I assume it means being the top tier. Gotcha. And this will apply to the Venn diagram of the 10 people that listen to our podcast and the 10 people that listen to someone else's podcast and the one person that listens to both. <laughs> so this well, is great content. <laughs> if, you're, if you're the person that's in the center of our Venn diagram, make sure that uh, you are subscribed to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or you know, Stitcher, wherever it else that you're listening to, because uh, let, let's face it, if you're in the center of our Venn diagram, then that means you are the, the toppest of the top. And if we did have a Patreon, we know that Caroline would be swearing at you with glee. That's that's what we'd be doing. But we are cursing with glee ourselves because there's a new set out, and it's called Ikoria, and it's been a lot of fun. And I know that everyone's been kind of dropping different expletives for different reasons. But before we get to all of the things, Ikoria, the first thing I want to know, and it's probably related, is how is your week in Magic? Conan Hawk, how about you? My week's been pretty good. Uh, I've been doing a lot of standard on the stream. Uh, the weeks coming up to this, I played a lot of uh, different game that has some battleground stuff in it that we're not supposed to say or something. Of course, yeah, the game that um, will not be named that I play all the time. Yeah, yeah that why? One. When did that become a meme? Why can't we just say that? <laughs> I think that just became a meme from like the first two episodes of when we did this. Like I mentioned that I was, you know, I did something and we were typing in our chat as we we're discussing things, just being like, oh, that one game Brasky plays. And I was like, so I just went with it. And I was just like, yeah, that other game that I play that has to do with a stone and a hearth and other things. Yes. Yeah. So I've been, I've been streaming a lot of like Battlegrounds because I was kind of sick of standard, but I've been streaming standard all week and it's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I should say, I guess not a lot of fun all the time. I definitely had some uh, some brewing pains where I was like, oh, this has to work, and then it doesn't work, and I get frustrated. I'm like, well, I'm going to change this, and it didn't work. And then I'd like move on to another card, and then it's like, this card's insane. Let's brew it this some more. And then somebody beats me with like something else. And I'm like, all right, let's try that thing. And then you know, and it doesn't work for me or something. So it's been like kind of up and down, but uh, it's been fun overall. It, like each of the each of the things has been pretty pretty fun to play. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the opening week of of a release is that is that you figure out what type of of opening week release player you are. Some of us were like, all right, I'm going to come up with a bunch of net decks. I'm going to do all this research, and then I'm going to get ready to to use this one. Then I'll try this one. Then I'll try this one. Some of us are like, all right, what's everybody else playing? And the second we lose to somebody else, we're like, I want to play that, and we pick that up, and then we lose with that deck. 
And then we went, no, I want to play something else. And then we see something on Twitter that says, this deck's absolutely busted. And then we pick it up and we go 0 and 5. That's, that's, there's the many different types of release players that we are. Caroline, what type of release player are you when it comes to how your weekend magic has been? I am the type of release player that plays a lot of draft. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, you can't really steal um, other people's draft decks then. <laughs> yeah, normally. Well, you can't. I mean, this draft is not a solved format. It is definitely not a typical uh, draft strategy format. I believe there's a lot of strange things going on in here, and there's a lot of colors. A lot of colors. I will say, like, I like standard. I did. I decided to play a standard tournament yesterday, and then I scrolled on Twitter for, like, 10 seconds and then found Yeoman's tweet that's, like, Garuda's broken. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but that sounds fun. And then I, I downloaded the deck. I didn't I didn't go on Twitter at all. I didn't see other people playing it. I was just like, oh, whatever. This sounds fun. I queue up for my match, and my opponent's just playing the 75-card mirror, <laughs> which, if you haven't played the Garuda deck, it's very different when you have a 75-card mirror <laughs> because <laughs> they have a lot more targets than you have. Like, you both have targets, so it's very funny. Anyway, I did that for a while. The arena went spinny, 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 and then I lost. It was fun. Um, and then I didn't play any other matches. So I actually have no idea what the standard looks like. But in draft, I've been hearing about a certain deck that uh, makes you go uh, above and beyond in terms of your normal 40-card deck when it comes to draft. Oh, I did that too. It was really funny. I drafted that. Uh, so there's like a companion that says it can be your companion if you have 20 more starting cards in your deck. So you have to go to 60 if you're doing limited. And... I drafted it late, like third third pack. So I was like, eh, whatever. Like I have some I have some dud cards because you don't really get that many playables when you draft. So it's it you're really scraping the barrel. <laughs> um, so I decided I was like, no, I, I have like three of these like uh, DLX damage to number of cyclings that you have. They're like really powerful instants, and I was like, I, I don't want to dilute my deck. Like I'll just play forty. And then I was like two matches in to best of one matches or two games into best of one. And I saw a tweet from Sperling that was like, PSA, please play 60 cards if you have this commander. It's absolutely busted. I swear, like, I promise you play it. And then I was like, I don't know. Like, I have all this synergy. Like, I, I and so I decided, I was like, fine, I'll, I'll try. And then it obviously was busted. It was just so good. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. Like, I think I saw it on Twitter. I didn't even know uh, what specific card they were talking about. I think it's called Yorion. Oh yeah, they didn't name. Yeah, Sperling Street didn't name the card. Yeah, that's what I saw. The tweet was just the tweet was just play sixty cards. Like it was something of yeah. like just play sixty cards. Trust me, it's broken. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, well, don't you, don't you always play sixty cards in a, in a magic deck? Like I, I I don't see why that would be. And then I started. Then I saw all the replies. I'm going, oh oh, he's talking about draft. I'm going, oh oh, this is very interesting. Now now I'm totally in. It's really funny that you didn't like. <laughs> That was weird. I muted myself and then continued to talk. Interesting. Like, I don't really understand why. <laughs> I'm going to type something. I wanted to get I wanted to get a Gruda deck ready to talk about. But oh. I was telling, responding to you and then muted myself while I was responding. Anyway, nice. It was funny that, like, for someone who isn't following the scene super closely, it's just like, what does this tweet mean? <laughs> like, what the heck? So oh, yeah. That's that's been my favorite thing is like I I have I'm just now getting into like looking at all the decks and watching videos and like the archetypes and draft and all those other things. So I'm really now just getting my deep dive into a lot of the other cards. And so that's where I've been is I'm kind of like the friend at the party that just got to the party. And he like walks into a conversation while people are laughing. And I'm like, hey, what 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 are you guys talking about? And they kind of look at you like, 
mm-hmm. yeah, what's up? And I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm late to this party. I got to go hang out for a little bit. That's kind of where I'm at with that, Corey. <laughs> Sean, where, where are you at this week with the party? <laughs> Brasky, first of all, I just want to say that that was a great, I love that little tangent you went on there. It was a nice little flavorful journey. I love that one. That's, all, that's what I'm all about <laughs> is flavorful um, journeys. <laughs> so I played for, I don't know, probably four or five, maybe six hours on Wednesday or whatever. Day. I think it was Wednesday. And boy, it was probably the most fun I've had playing standard in probably three years. I think I played unpredictable cyclone for like hours. I just loved playing that card for those of you at home. It's uh three mana red, red enchantment. When you cycle a card, instead of cycling it, you can, exile it and then cast a card of the same type so if you cycle a card let's cycle a sorcery you get to basically reveal cards to the top of your life until you hit a sorcery so my deck only had two creatures like an 11 power creature and an eight power creature so you'd cycle one hit the other and then you had um the teamer ultimatum so you like flip five cards and then put permanents into play and then the draw four sorcery and both and that one has cycling so you can cycle that one and draw four cards or flip five cards and put a bunch of permanents in play. So that deck was just a blast. I had so much fun playing it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a really good week, and it was a really fun day playing Magic, that's for sure. Yeah, monsters monsters everywhere. That's the thing that's going on. Conrock, the one thing I, I want to know from last week, uh, do you still feel, you know, just briefly, do you still feel that the set is underpowered? Um, I think there's a couple of cards that are, like, better than I thought they were. Um, but I overall, I feel like... Um, we're like it's it's like a little too early to tell like they're like we're still kind of like in the honeymoon part of of standard so i think there might be a couple of cards that like make a big splash and like and like change or like possibly make a new deck um but i think overall um i think we'll probably see a lot of like the similar stuff like for instance like we see the fires decks right now right they're they're running the new companion um that allows you to like you have to play cmc three or greater which basically didn't change their main deck at all. It just, like, uh, outside of, like, the three Aether Gusts that they, like, they don't play in the main deck anymore. Um, and they just, like, now, they still sideboard those in, but they basically just shifted those to play that card and then played a, a little bit of a different removal suite. And I, I think that's going to be more or less what happens here. Um, I think the Companions might have a little bit of an effect, but other than that, I think, I think a lot of it's going to be decks that maybe make, like, a, a small tweak here or there, but overall, I think the format will be kind of similar after we've done all the experimenting yeah it's definitely the experimental phase for the format and so but that's part of the fun is is being able just to kind of go on what if try something out and you never know if you discover something that is you know absolutely completely broken but most likely complete trash uh that is kind of that that's how i usually go about my day when i'm playing magic the gathering is like all right i'm either gonna play something totally broken or totally trash it's the title of my uh magic the gathering uh, uh guide for new players is called Totally Broken, Totally Trash, the new player's guide to Magic the Gathering. I think it's it's going to be a wonderful ebook bestseller. But the reason why we're experimenting so much, the reason why we're kind of looking at all these different things and how they're working out and where they're working out is because all three of you got to participate in the Ikoria preview event, which was a lot of fun. It's um it's it's a way for and Caroline, correct me if I'm mistaken, but there are it's a way for content creators to kind of get their hands early on the set so that folks can kind of tune into streams, watch different people playing, and then kind of get a taste for what the formats are gonna look like, what the set looks like before it actually comes out in Magic the Arena, which it is out now. 
Uh, I would say the main goal of the of the release, like the release event or the early access event, as it's called, uh, is really for for Watsi, right? Like it does a couple things. Um, you know, it pseudo tests their servers. Like, hey, does, can this actually support people? Um, it also gets people super hyped for their cards, um, and it's like it's advertising. It's like they get to see all these cool things, and then it's also like a bonus is a lot of content creators get to connect. Um, and kind of share ideas or get really excited. Like you, like there's a ton of streamers that are playing. So you play them and you're like, Oh, I know that streamer. I'll go, I'll go let their chat know that I got, I was like, they beat me. Oh gosh. Or whatever. Um, so there's a lot of like inner stuff like that as well. Um, but I think it's mostly meant as a, an advertising venue for, for, um, yeah, like a path for Watsi to show off their new stuff. And when it came to that new stuff, and that's all I'm going to call it now is stuff. That's all I'm going to refer to it as now. Uh, you know, you didn't play a lot of standard, but you played a lot of draft. And you said that, you know, the draft is not very solved right now. Uh, but from your initial impressions of it, uh, do you think it's one? Do you think that this could be a set that ends up being, you know, very super playable into the later weeks of, of this particular expansion? Uh, or is it just... Uh, is it not solved right now because there's inklings of some broken stuff or some really strong colors, uh, but we just haven't figured out the right color combinations or the right cards that we really think are the bombs? So it's kind of tricky. First of all, there's a, there's a huge new thing that I don't think we've covered. Uh, I think we recorded after the State of Arena last week. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so let's let's talk about that really quickly. I know it's a slight divergent. I know Eric's super bored, but too bad. So... <laughs> Arena had actually a fairly large update uh, this week, uh, the week that this should be coming out. Um, and one of the biggest shakeups is to draft. Uh, so they used to have a mode called best of one ranked where you would draft whatever set was out and you would draft um, a deck and then play best of one games uh, up to seven wins or three losses, whichever came first. They also had a second option that was called like traditional draft, uh, costs a little bit more to enter uh, it did not affect your rank in any way, um, and you played up to five wins or before two losses. Five wins with a draft deck for best of three BT dubs, too long. <laughs> That's the feedback they got from a lot of people was like, hey, this is too long. Both of those drafts used bots to draft. And what ended up happening is people could figure out what the bots were doing pretty quickly. So draft became very solved on arena like there are certain formats that are just iconic because you just know like um one of the ravnica sets like you could just force boros and just win almost always like there were just certain times where you could just force a color or like there were certain cards that the bots undervalued and you could figure it out very quickly based on like how late cards so it was an often a complaint that it, you could do it for fun and it was like cool grind the ladder whatever but it was not showing what real life was like when you would go to grand prix or you'd go to fnms you were playing against real people unless you know a lot of robots um and they you know they draft differently like people are just going to draft differently they're going to adjust and change and be unpredictable and etc so arena announced a couple of months ago hey guys we're going to give you in-person draft or real people drafts and i thought to me skeptic i was like august september December really it will just it will just get pushed to December <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen but no it, it actually came out this week so the drafts are now different and I I know I'm rambling but it, they are kind of important to highlight so there is still best of one bot drafts they're ranked and they rotate through formats so there's sometimes a new set sometimes old sense that's still gonna happen then there's a new best of one 
that is also ranked, but now people drafts. They're slightly more expensive uh, to join. I think actually double, doubly is more expensive. The prizes are reflected on that. Uh, seven wins, three losses. So same format, but you play against real people. Sorry, you draft with real people. So it's timed. BT dubs, it's really hard to read cards when it's timed. <laughs> um, and then you just play it in a league. Like, you know, you just, you don't play against people in your pot. You just play against anyone who has time to play. Then there's a new draft called Best of Three Premium. Mm, no, it's not called Premium. It's called something. Anyway, it's Best of Three People Drafts. And they are actually totally different than any other format on Arena, which is why I wanted to bring it up. They are three rounds. It's still against like people that are queuing up in the queue, not, not your pod. Uh, but three rounds. You can play all three rounds, no matter your record. And at 3-0, you get a ton of prizes. At 2-1, you get a medium amount of prizes. And at 1 or 0, you get a pack. A pity pack, as we call it. <laughs> so if, Ooh, if you that's actually... My, that's my pack. If you're thinking, you're like, oh, shit, this sounds... Yeah, this <laughs> sounds a lot like, like F&M. And that's what it's meant to emulate. It's meant to emulate F&M. So it's saying, like, if you if you crush and you go 3-0, you get a ton of gems. If you go 2-1, you actually don't get your money back which is similar to, to Paper M, F and M. And then, you know, you get your pity back. So these are not ranked. Keep in mind, they're not ranked. They have no implication other than flexing, I guess. <laughs> um, and they all cost either 1,500 gems or 10,000 gold. So I just wanted to cover that. The reason I bring it up is because, yes, to answer your original question, which I'm totally remembering what it was, Yes, I think this set will go further in history and it will be well remembered, but it has some it has some potentials to be a bomb format. Depends on how things can get sorted out. Um, cycling in general has just automatically made a lot of sets better, and this is one of them. Like when you can just cycle cards that sometimes don't do anything, you just feel better about yourself. Like if you draw your artifact removal and your opponent doesn't have an artifact, you're like, cool, cycle that bad boy, get a new card. And that just, you just feel like you're naturally playing the game a lot faster and you're more like, you're more making, you're making more decisions. So um, I think this, this set will be well loved, um, but there is some potential for some crazy bombs. Luckily there's just a lot of them. So <laughs> maybe it won't be too bad. Looking forward to your limited set review article entitled "Just Flexin', Cycling Bad Boys and Pity Packs: The <laughs> The Mighty Linguini's Guide to Icoria Draft." That one's going to be a good amount of fun, and uh, I hope that when you do release that, you're just going to have like an audiobook that you release while you're streaming on Twitch at the same time. Just like read through all of the all of your ideas of how to properly be flexing on people while you're in the Magic Arena draft. Uh, Sean, what, what's what's been your end? I know you've been doing that unpredictable cyclone, but there's a few other things that you've touched into uh, on the on in terms of Ikoria for this preview event. What have you been doing? So another deck that I uh, was really interested in was Is It Phoenix with the new card. I have a pulled up in front of me, but I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce it. I believe it is Rael the Everwise. And this card is a 1, a blue, and a red, 0-3. Oh, uh, Rael gets plus 1, plus 0 oh for each instant sorcery in your graveyard. And whenever you discard one or more cards for the first time each turn, draw them any cards. So have this card in play. You cast Cathartic Reunion. So you discard two cards. Then you draw three cards for Cathartic Reunion, and then because of Rael, you draw two more cards. So your Cathartic Reunion, instead of a draw three, discard two, is now just draw five. 
and yeah, it's is it Phoenix? Is it? Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Took me a second, but yes, I got it there. You're right. <laughs> but um, um, yeah. So I've been playing around with that idea. There was a a deck list I saw that kind of like got to like I don't know 105 mythic or something like that with like a 19 win record or something. So pretty excited to uh, keep playing that. Um, other than that, I did play against a couple cool like uh, Song of Creation decks. So that card was like one of the cards that. I don't remember if we talked about it last year. I don't think we did. But it's one of the cards that like has the potential of being very powerful. So a lot of cool things going on in this format. I'm super excited to see where the next week or two of Standard goes. Keep your eye out on Garuda. That card might be broken, but so far, so good. I'm loving it. Yeah, you know, potential is a word I see come up with a lot of these decks. And, you know, Conan Hawk, you talked a little bit about uh, some things that feel that felt really good initially, but some other stuff that didn't really catch on. And, and there's also the question of like, are, are we just going to make adjustments to the previous standard decks and make them just a little bit better? Like what, what do you feel, you know, just a few days into to playing some of these decks and trying them out? So I just thought you, I, I want to say this one thing. I have this funny joke. So you said what card didn't land very well. So I want to say shark typhoon was basically Sharknado three. I wanted it to be really good, but it just ended up being awful. Ugh. Not even like B movie uh, awful. Someone must not have tuned into my stream when Shark NATO was great. Was it? <laughs> Whoa. Was it in, oh, it was in draft, though. Right? It was in draft. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably a lot better in draft. Yeah. What, we, did you make it like more than 10 power? No, we never made a shark ever. So oh. we never made a XX shark. We um we were straight up Boros in pack, going into pack oh. three, and we opened we open Shark NATO. So we. we Splash blue, and then we just cast it at all, at always. We always cast it, and then just had a blast. I sang Baby Shark a lot. <laughs> I always, ab- it. I, I always imagine as well when you used to play like rock paper scissors. There'd always be that one player that tries to cheat and be like rock paper dynamite and rock paper this, and always people say like, oh, the color pie. It's just yeah, this beats this, this beats this. You know, magic's just rock paper scissors. I want to play that rock paper scissors where it's rock paper Sharknado. It's like, no, you can't play shit. No, you actually can play a Sharknado, and I win. And I'm going to be singing all the way to victory. Conan Hawk, we've been jabbering away about Sharknados and otherwise, but I need to know your impressions of Ikoria and this initial standard. Yeah, I mean, like, in the initial parts of standard, I think I think the same is always true. Um, but the the one difference um, with what's what's different, I guess, this time, I guess I should go over what is always true, right? What is always true is the most powerful, most aggressive, uh, most straightforward style of deck um, is usually the best deck for the the first week, right? Because those decks don't have anything stopping them, right? So, um, you know, like you look at something like, like Sean was saying with like Garuda might be busted or, you know, I was saying earlier that Fires is really good. It's like those decks are really, really powerful cards. And what's going to stop something like Garuda from being something that is like great for the rest of the format and people are already, you know, because like people love talking about, you know, bands and everything. Um, I've seen like some jammering about it and stuff like that. It's like, you know, this card can just like literally be countered by like Disdainful Stroke or, you know, Mystical Dispute. It's just that, you know, people aren't doing that right now. So it's just going to take a little bit of time to figure out how to answer cards like this and it, it, like what decks to want to do that and stuff like that. Um, the one thing that has changed a little bit is that I don't actually think that there's like a very great aggressive deck. I, I, I mean, like straightforward aggressive deck right now, um, which is kind of interesting to me. Uh, like basically 
mono red has kind of fallen off. Um, the red black sacrifice deck, while it's not your traditional aggro deck, is still good, but I think it got a lot worse because it's losing a lot of its targets for Claim the Firstborn, which is like one of the big powerful cards it had in the last format is like claim the firstborn was insanely good but people are just like not playing as much uro anymore and as not much as like hydra crisis anymore so it like is losing one of its most powerful cards because people are playing things like garuda who you know cost six mana or playing fires which they have played mostly five drops right so it, it's going to be interesting to like see how like this format like shapes out and I'm, I'm i'm excited for it because the the these decks with like fires and garuda and stuff like that are going to be good this week and maybe they'll be good you know, for a little bit more than that, but I, I, I would assume that more things come in, maybe like, you know, maybe Blue Eye Control figures out how to like play Disdainful Stroke and Mystical Dispute, and then the decks that can, that can beat Blue White come in and they beat them. And, you know, like the last format was like pretty, like it was like basically rotated, right? It was like that rock, paper, scissors that you were talking about where it was like, you know, when people think about it in the beginning, it was like, oh, Mono Red is unbeatable. This deck is crazy good. And then it was like, no, you just crush it with fires and then like fires and then like the big, big green decks beat the fires deck and then the, you know, and then Mono Red came back, and it, so it was just kind of like you know, like it just came going around. Even at the end of last format, we actually saw like Channel Fireball. They the Fire deck actually started picking back up because the Fire deck was actually good against Red Black Sacrifice. So, yeah. Did uh, someone say Blue White? That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, Blue White gets to play Disdainful Stroke, right? And they get to play like Absorb, no, which is good to be against like Garuda. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard it. Uh, no, I, I checked the notes. Mine says. <laughs> Icoria, <laughs> not say blue white. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just loving it because of, of you know, Garuda's coming out, and I'm sitting there going, oh, Garuda, that sounds like fun. What's their color combination? They go, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's blue black, and I'm going, tell me more. What? Well, it, what it's, else? it's blue black in, in quotes. I, I, I don't think I've seen it cast any actual black cards. Um, it's, it's really green blue. It, it is a Simic card. I've never seen a Demir card be strictly Simic. Oh, yeah, it's really, yeah. really weird. I, I can give a rundown of like the decks if we want. I, I didn't think we wanted to delve too deep into it, but no, I think it's we got definitely a, of, a Simic card. I think, we can, I think we got a little bit of time. Let's talk about some of the decks that are out there. So as I said, okay, I actually only played one match. I did a tournament <laughs> yesterday where, where I went 3-1, but I played one match. <laughs> I lost round one, got a bye round two, no-showed round three, and scooped two in round four. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> so, my nothing, record in the tournament is three and one. <laughs> nothing like getting three and one by default. Yes. <laughs> it was great because they were tweeting about the records that went three and one, and I felt really bad because I was like, I didn't play any magic. <laughs> the only match you you played, you lost. That's hilarious. Oh yeah, and I lost to the person posting the deck list. Which is <laughs> anyway, um, I'll I'll share one deck that I know about because it's all I play. And then Eric can share what he knows. And Sean is not allowed to talk about blue white. <laughs> um, I won't talk about blue white. I promise. It's it's not even a real deck yet. Yes. I'm not yet. I'm Keyword not being yet. <laughs> yeah, give me some time. So my version of Gyruda has a card called uh, like Gagan, which is the alternate art to Gyruda. So I don't, I didn't even know it was called Gyruda, but Gam-Gam? mine's really cool. It's it's G I G A N. <laughs> Oh, that's the... The Cyberclaw Terror. Anyway, so what it is is actually, it's secretly the Simic Ramp deck, which is why I'm very excited. It was originally the Bant Ramp deck when I played it, but they've dished the white. They're like, ah, get out of here. All about the Simic. So it plays ramp spells like Paradise Druid, 
Wolf Willowhaven, Draft All-Star, and Growth Spiral. It also has Migration Path, which is the new four mana Securitas route, if anyone remembers. So it's four mana, search library for two basics, put it into play tapped, and it has cycling tapped onto it because it's from this set. Uh, so that's all the ramp. Then we have um, some really cool cards that like have Enter the Battlefield triggers, like Fibble Fifth the Lost, uh, Thassa Deep Dwelling kind of enables that. Um, we have some Dream Eaters. We have Andre's Forerunners. And of course, we have main deck Garudas as well as our companion Garudas. And we have a King Kong card, uh, Kogla, the Titan Ape. I don't know what that's for, but it's in there. Uh, then we have our All Star. The only reason this deck is really working is the card Spark Double. Spark Double's time to shine is now. <laughs> it's finally good. Uh, Spark Double oh, is a classic uh, four mana clone. Uh, I think it can only clone your things. I think. That's the restriction. Correct. Um, so four mana clone, uh, pretty cool because it came out during War of the Spark. So cared a lot about legendary stuff during War because there's lots of planeswalkers and legendary creatures. So Spark doubles bit because all the clones have a bit. Theirs is that you don't have to care about the legendary. You can have two legendaries. I don't know. It's worded differently than that, but whatever. Basically, you can have two Gyrudas. <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> you get two of them. Um, and what it does is it helps you... <laughs> it helps you uh, keep things going and get your chain. So what you want to do is when you, you get Gairuda, you go through your, you get four cards into your graveyard, then you get something else, hopefully like another Gairuda or a Spark Double, um, and then you just keep going. And if you get stuck or you lose the chain, um, end of turn, you also have Thassa to help you keep your chain going. Um, and then in theory, you have Endray's Forerunners to... Um, to help you do combat damage, or as I did in the mirror, I milled my opponent out <laughs> because we just got rooted each other back and forth. And if you do it on your turn, they have to draw first. <laughs> so that was really great. That was fun. I'm just enjoying um, that uh, Spark Double might be a thing because of all the War of the Spark Packs open. I don't think I have opened more Spark Doubles than any other human being in history. And they've just been sitting in my tub of like random rares and stuff. And then I hear about this and I'm like, finally, I'm rich. Uh, okay, so I've been told to inform the class that clone, which is the original clone, doesn't have a bit, but all the other ones have some sort of like either extra cost or extra thing or restriction or blah, 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 blah. But the old fogey in the class has reminded me that clone doesn't have a bit. Well, oh, Sean, why would you do that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my favorite clone, let's all talk about our favorite clones for a minute. My favorite clone is Evil Twin. <laughs> Do you know what that one does? It lets you like clone one of their creatures and then you can like assassinate it, I think is what the card does or something like that. It's very, <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, gonna have to you... go with Vesuvian Shapeshifter. Ooh, that's Ooh, a good one. That card was nice. That's a good that one. That was the that was the morph clone. And yeah. uh so you could pay blue blue three and clone something, or you could unmorph it as something. But then also if that thing had if that thing was had morph, you could also get like the unmorph. Uh, trigger so like if it was like yeah. draw two cards or Rhino Elemental where was... they don't untap. Yeah, Evil Twin. Evil Twin um, was a four mana card that you copy an opponent's creature, but it gains pay blue white and tap it, and then destroy the target creature with the same name yeah. as this creature. That's that's a sweet one. My favorite's just Phyrexian Metamorph. It's just the best one. All right, that's a good. That, one, that one is pretty good. That, I played a lot of that card. But Caroline, could you make yeah. it so that your opponent never untapped ever again? 
That's what Vesuvian Shapeshifter did. Oh, sure, sure. I thought you meant the Gruta deck. Because I, I will oh, say no. as much as the Gruta deck is really fun, it actually doesn't win when you cast Gruta. Like, milling in increments of four and trying to hit all of your spark doubles somehow is pretty hard. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> there is a Pioneer deck that really shook through Twitter this morning. Oh, I woke man. up at like 8.15 and it peered on my feed and I was like, Sam, have you seen that? He's like, I saw it. <laughs> and then before before I could even finish my coffee, Eric texted it and a bunch of group chats were all like, did everyone see this Pioneer deck? And it was basically, it's Garuda and Pioneer, but Luckily, in Pioneer, there are a lot more clones. <laughs> so um, the deck the deck is, like, all in mono clones. Like, basically, ramp to Gairuda and just hope that you just do it, that you just go up the chain. And either, because I don't even think it plays and, and raise four runners, so I think it's trying to, to mill out your opponent, which is Yeah, so I saw a picture of, like, he milled him, the guy milled himself and then won because he got to clone his opponent's Thassa's Oracle. Or something like that. Like that was, <laughs> that was pretty cool. So the real question here is with like the the Garuda thing is like so Caroline, you played it right, and one like, match is there yeah. <laughs> one match? I suppose even then maybe you don't have the same feelings, but like so I played it a lot today on stream because like the chat was like asking a lot about it because like there's like this 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 set is hyper complicated, right? So they were like asking me like, how does mutate work? How does this work? How does companion work? No if I board in a card that you know is like Teferi that costs three, can I still play Garuda as my companion because it's his starting deck? So I was like answering all those questions, and I was like, you know what? Fine, I'm gonna stop playing the deck that I'm playing. I'm gonna play the Garuda deck, and you can all see what happens, right? And the first time I do it, I like hit Garuda, and then I hit a clone, and then I hit a clone, and then I hit a Thassa, then I hit another Garuda, then I hit another clone, and then like when I untap, I have like 50 power in play. And I'm like, this is the best feeling ever. Chat's blowing up. You know, all this stuff is great. And then the next time I cast Garuda and I got a Paradise Druid. And, um, you know, and then I died. Uh, my opponent just like cast literally anything else that was better than everything I've done so far. And I was out of things to do. So <laughs> it, it's, a, it's an interesting card because like as much as people also think like, you know, the sky is falling because Garuda is like the is the best deck and it went, you know, undefeated in your tournament. And it's like doing really well in ladder. It's like definitely has the chance to just whiff like pretty hard when it whiffs too it's also six mana that's a million mana <laughs> you guys are all haters i'm leaving the podcast to go play a match <laughs> <laughs> she'll come back be like how'd it go she's like great i won by default yeah, yeah my opponent just stopped showing up i don't know i'm not in a tournament just no one joins my queue i don't know. <laughs> you just have your own site where you start your own tournaments and win them I will say, Caroline, if you're into if you're into like looking at the top cards of your library and then possibly winning the game, I've been I, I build this uh, this Jeskai deck today, right? And it plays uh, it plays Raise the Alarm and it plays the Post of Play. Sean's and yeah, good job, and, buddy. You did math. <laughs> white plus red equals Jeskai. You know, I just want to say. I end step cast an inspired ultimatum and I was getting like the Sphinx's revelation shakes all over again. It's like, Oh my goodness. I missed Poor this Eric feeling. Just trying to share such a cool thing with you, Sean. And you're like, oh, blue, white, red, must talk. <laughs> yeah. That's so, right. so give, I, give I, me the I, rundown I of this Jeskai deck. So anyway, I was playing a game today, play a fifth flip, right? I'm going to get Sean all worked up here. Play fifth flip next turn. I play Teferi, right? Because you got to protect your stuff, right? So then, you know, the next turn, I 
play my fourth land untapped past the turn. Nothing could be awry, right? Like, you know, there's like, I'm a just a just guy deck, right? Then I played Deploy, um, which is like raise the alarm, but it costs two more. Um, and it makes flyers and gains you some life. And then I cast Winota. Does anybody here know, have a remote clue what Winota does? Uh, she's one of the Judds. I think Winona Judd. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's Winona Ryder, right? Like, oh, dang it! But so Winona is a four mana four four that says whenever you attack with a non-human creature, look at the top six cards of your library, and you may put a human from among them into play, tapped and attacking, and it gains indestructible until end of turn. So I attack with my four non-human tokens from uh, Raise the Alarm and Deploy, and my first one finds Agent of Treachery. My second one finds Charming Prince to blink an Agent of Treachery. Ooh. My third one found an Agent of Treachery. The fourth one never found anything because my opponent conceded. But, like, <laughs> it would have been sweet, right? <laughs> like, That's awesome. Yeah. I've never seen Sean so giddy about a deck being like, what'd you do? And then what? And then what? Oh, that sounds fantastic. It just got better and better. <laughs> I don't know if the deck's good, but the deck is really, really fun because you just like hope to have literally anything in play and, and attack with a Winota. That that's how I felt about like three decks I played on Wednesday. It's like the the Cyclone deck. It's like, boy, this deck is so much fun. But if my opponent has to ferry, I don't think I can ever win the game. <laughs> yeah, I will cycle this and you can go. <laughs> <laughs> my hope is to just like start cycling the cyclones and then like cast the 8-8 with trample haste and like hopefully one shot into fairy or something i don't oh. know <laughs> i play the cyclone in in draft and really? then I blast nice <laughs> yeah. i cycled into like one of the um like mythic mutate guys I, I don't know which one nice it was the teamer one i think nice that's insane sean um, did you see the lishi chian cycle deck no, I gotta look this up. I love these Shitan decks. There was a, there was a, oh, sorry. You want, you... No, it's okay. I was gonna ask you to tell us the cards that we're not allowed to play in standard. Oh, I can do that. But mostly it's this deck. Lee <laughs> 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 Chan posted like this sweet Boros aggro deck that's like all the cycling cards. And um, literally, like, if you just put in cycling into, into the arena deck searcher, you'll find this fox that costs one that can get bigger. This thing that makes tokens, this thing that gains you life, this thing that pings your opponent. Um, the deck is interesting. It's better than I thought, but I don't think it's very good. But the one thing I will say is I did accidentally cycle the 8-8 uh, four times. So that was really cool. I got an 8-8 into play nice. uh, and got to attack with it. <laughs> so that was fun. When um, I played Eric on stream, I just like cast the 8-8, hard cast the 8-8. <laughs> yep, he did. Like, third four, like five or six, something like that. <laughs> there's a there is a bunch of cards that we like you you probably shouldn't play that that are um and i, I don't, I don't want to tell anybody to play not play cards but i will say sean uh brought up a card earlier that i'm very very scared to play and that is song of creation i've seen way too many horror stories with song of creation on people's streams uh i got to watch song of creation followed by their op opponent untapping and casting the blue narset the mono blue narset yeah you can't draw that. extra cards <laughs> Um, that so that was really bad. bad. <laughs> I watched uh, Song of Creation resolve, and then they like cast one thing, played an extra land or two, and then kind of like stopped for the turn. And then their opponent was like, end, or after the trigger, end of your turn, Aethergust. Uh, oh, so man. that was really bad. <laughs> so there, there, there's some kind of scary stuff going on with that card. Yeah. 
Well, the one thing that I know from this, and I think Sean mentioned it earlier when he was talking about when we were talking about Jessica, is that things just kept getting better and better. And I know that we're going to keep focusing on trying to get better and better, which is what I want to know. While we're you know dipping our toes into all the formats and dipping our toes into all the new cards and all the ways to play Ikoria, is that what is the one thing that you are doing to get better at Magic? Sean, I want to start with you. The first thing I'm going to do after the stream is uh, import a Garuda deck into Arena and start playing with it because I have yet to play with a Garuda deck. Um, so I'm going to start there. I mean, it seems to be the talk of the town, so I'm going to give that a shot and then just keep playing some Ikoria standard. And I mean, I'm sure we're all going to be doing that. And then, you know, just figure out what I want to play and get ready for some Magic Fest online so they start up again. Caroline, what's the thing that you're going to do to get better at Magic this week? Uh, so my plan is to devote a lot of time to Limited. Um, it looks like I have an advantage of just liking the cards, playing them, knowing them a little bit more just because I did the preview event and drafted a bunch. And I think it's a good time to use that advantage because I tend to get worse as the set goes on as everybody else gets better. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> but now's a good time. Uh, we're about midway through the month, so hopefully I can try and get to Mythic. Uh, yeah, just really use my free free time to play some drafts. Um I do have some stuff coming up. We're, we're hosting a tournament tomorrow, or we're casting a tournament tomorrow. We're doing a lot of things tomorrow. Are we just not talking about it? Until... I think we can talk about it now if we want to. We can talk about it later. Let's talk about whatever. So, we'll, so we're not talking about it. Okay, got it. So I'm doing something you can, secretive you can on Saturday. the fact that we might talk about it later. Yeah. I'm doing something secretive during the day on Saturday with um, Pascal's thing, which I can't name again because secret. And we're also doing something secretly throughout the next 24 hours on Saturday as well. So anyway, all secrets. No one will talk about it. You'll just have to figure it out. New, new magic card. Keep it appropriate. Pascal's thing. Whoa. <laughs> it's going to be an enchantment. We, uh, it's going to be something about joining the mythic, mythic society, but then we'll kind of go from it from there. <laughs> Conan Hawk, what are you doing to get better at the game this week? I mean, the, the same things that I do basically every single start of the new set, which is... Wait, wait, wait. wait uh, sorry. <laughs> I just have to jump. Did anyone else have the pinky in the brain, like in That's, their mind? There. Oh my god, that is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Holy cow! Immediately where I went. Like, what are you doing? Like, same thing I do every day, Rasky. <laughs> Sorry. I have man. been watching the Animaniacs recently, so. <laughs> oh, try to take over the world, dude. It's time to play some magic. <laughs> but anyway, as I was saying, <clears throat> um, basically the same thing I do every single start of a new set, which is watch a billion hours of magic um find every single deck that i can find find something i can uh, like attach myself to uh find something that i really want to play that i want to make better and um yeah and that, that's basically it just like trying to attach myself to to a deck and then and then work on perfecting that deck and then also having just like a a, a ton of format knowledge um just because like 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 they were saying like the the um CFB events will come back, and I definitely want to qualify for one of those and play in one of the weekend things. And, um, you know, right right now, I don't think I've played a deck where I, I think it's going to be stellar going forward in a few weeks. Um, and But I, I hope to find that deck. Um, maybe maybe this Winota deck is something that's going to be in, incredible. I mean, I, I doubt it, but it is fun. Um, but, you know, um, maybe, you know, maybe somebody streaming right now has, has the next best thing, and um, that's why I just like watch them. And then also if I ever play against them, then I'll know what's going on. So I, yeah, I know Conan Hawk probably has a really good brain voice, but I want to hear Conan Hawk's pinky voice. If we're doing pinky in the brain, what is your pinky voice? Oh man. 
what, what, what's his what's his uh his catchphrase is like narf. i, I, I want to say zoic oh narf narf yes. yeah he's narf i can't i can't do it top notch <laughs> well done well done that's the that's the best we'll have of a pinky voice that we can do wait wait zoic zoic's is uh is uh is what the the that's dog the detective dog that's scooby, scooby doo yeah detective dog that's how magic that's how magic would describe it scooby doo for the copyright reasons oh yes i play <laughs> detective dog <laughs> with doggy snacks with doggy snacks <laughs> Put a mask on opponents on opponents creature. Pull the mask off and complain about those meddling kids. <laughs> meddling kids, by the way, is a magic card. What? Not a real one. It's a silver board card. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it was like actually like there. There's a card called Meddling Mage, and then there's a there's a spoof on that called Meddling Kids in on on um, which one? Unhinged. I think it's a, I think it's in the second one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I know that. Uh, there's going to be a lot to learn. There's going to be a lot to do. And uh, in lieu of discussing where in the digital world Caroline Cavanaugh is going to be, because a lot of the tournaments, a lot of things are going on. You know, CFB's taking a little break for a while, and uh, we'll be back and a lot of the other digital events we've covered. However, Swagoy is working on a few things this, uh, this upcoming weekend, which if you are listening the day this podcast comes out, Saturday, uh, you should be able to catch some of it. And it should be a lot of different fun. The first thing, uh, Caroline Cavanaugh, I think, can give us a, a brief rundown of what's happening with the Mythic Society. Yes, I totally can talk about tomorrow. We're casting on Saturday. Uh, we're casting a tournament. Uh, we casted one two weeks ago, Correct, she yes. says with confidence. Um, and we got invited back to do one. Um, so the tournament we're casting tomorrow is a constructed roulette tournament, which is a fancy term for saying that the organizer like randomly selected six sets that you can build your decks on your de decks from. So I assume it's going to be on Moto because the sets were that were selected were not on arena. Um, so we're going to cast an arena or a non arena tournament for the first time. That's kind of cool. Uh, Eric and I will be casting. I'll totally know all the sets and all the decks. I'll be very awesome tomorrow, but not today, <laughs> but tomorrow. <laughs> and then Brasky is doing produ uh, production for us. So yeah. All right, Conan Hawk's looking forward to it. You're, you got there's a lot of different sets. It's a really cool format to kind of for people to check out. The what is it? So I was trying to find while while you guys were talking, I was trying to find Pascal's original tweet um, because Pascal is like, I, I, I'm not sure if he's created this this uh, this format, um, but he he was talking about like how he was very excited that this is going to be his um, it's it's like his favorite format that he's like he's ever played and all this stuff and. Um, he was excited to like have it on on MTG Melee and all this stuff. So he was like, he, he was going like kind of kind of crazy about it. And uh, the sets tomorrow, by the way, I did find that tweet. Uh, it is going to be Urza Saga, Cons of Tarkir, Plane Shift, Dragon's Maze, Dark Ascension or Dark Ascension, sorry, and M19. Uh, so like you know, you get to choose cards from that those sets, which you know, like when you play standard normally, there's like built-in synergies. These are going to be from everywhere, right? So you could do, you know, like when you get to brew it, it's like you could just like play the best aggro deck, right? Because that's going to be easy. Creatures are creatures in every set, right? Um, or you could try to find like really cool synergies throughout the sets. Um, there's a saga. Um, 
is a busted format, by the way, for those that, that didn't play way back then. They literally banned uh, a bunch of cards from Urza Saga. Luckily, they're, he's using the legacy ban list, so you won't get to play cards like Talarian Academy, which taps for mana, uh, equal to, or blue mana, sorry, equal to the number of artifacts you control. You won't have, like, Yogmoth's Will, which allows you to play every card out of your graveyard for a turn. Um, so, like, it, like, you'll be missing some of that stuff, but, like, even that said, like, Urza Saga has some crazy stuff you can do, Some really excited to see what people come up with and and just like how much how much like crazy off the wall uh stuff like just comes from six random sets are the tron lands in urza saga uh they are not Uh, tron lands came from uh what's it called they came from antiquities and then were printed in core sets after that the disappointment of caroline (laughs) (laughs) one of the one of the my favorite cards that I know is I'm, I'm I guess I don't know I'm fairly certain it's legal was Nexus of Fate is from M19 correct that is correct yep. you can play so, Nexus of Fate uh, I want to say I'm looking forward to some sweet sweet why Nexus am I doing this tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that one of the funny things about this format is uh, I think I've made this comment three or four times on this podcast alone. Um, but for a little while, Dragon's Maze. So I'm bringing up Dragon's Maze oh, because it's uh, the Dragon's set is awful. Um, but the the, uh, the second most expensive card for a long time in Dragon's Maze was the token you got from Voice of Resurgence. So if you could open a pack of Dragon's Maze, you're you're either hoping for Voice of Resurgence or the Voice of Resurgence token, as yeah. it was the second most expensive card in the set. Wow. Which uh, which mechanic is from Dark Ascension? Is it Morbid? I believe so. It's in that block. That's the hard part. It's like these blocks are kind of crazy. Yeah. So right? the three there's flashback, morbid, and exalted. Three. Uh, not three, exalted. Three flashback, morbid. Yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank, but yeah, they, they definitely had those. We have the power of the internet. I guess it doesn't matter too much, but yeah, it's true. Uh, but you know, <laughs> folks will tune in to uh, the cast that we have going on uh, at the Mythic Mythic Society, which would be a lot of fun. But when they're not checking that out, either before or after, there's another awesome event that's happening on that Saturday, and that's going to be uh, involving other members of the team from Sugoi. Sean, why don't you give us a quick rundown of what's happening also on this weekend? Hey, that's me. Yeah, so we'll be running a 24-hour charity stream for uh, the United Nations Foundation for um, COVID research. So we have um, all kinds of different Sugoi members who are going to be streaming. We have someone in Japan who's going to be streaming. We have a couple European people who are going to be joining us. We have part of our Magic team is going to be playing Jackbox games, part of the Hearthstone team. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, so it'll be, it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. It starts at 8 a.m. Central Saturday morning, and then we're going to be about 8 a.m. Sunday morning Central time as well. So we'll be up 24 hours. Um, we have posted a couple links you know, on Twitter, Facebook, all that. Come check us out. I mean, donate if you can, but if not, just you know, give us a, give us a watch. That'd be great. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and folks can kind of keep up to date of who's going to be streaming when and where and, and how things are going by you know following us on Twitter at Swagoi Gaming, S-W-A-G-O-I Gaming. And we will hope to see you there, and if we do, we hope you donate. And if you do all of those things, then we'll give you a big virtual hug, you know, because we're social distancing and we can't actually hug you. Uh, but that's going to be a whole bunch of stuff happening uh, on the weekend and a whole more 
bunch of things to talk about when it comes to Ikoria when that happens next week. And we will definitely have more to talk about next week. But for now, we're going to wrap it up and kind of uh, see what else Ikoria has left for us. But before we do that, we also need to know where we can find our co-hosts in the world of the Internet and the content that they produce. So, Caroline Cavanaugh, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-I-N-G-U-I-N-E. You can find me on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash The Mighty Linguini. I stream on Wednesdays. I always have a magic guest, but we don't always play magic. And Conanot? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter or on Instagram at Conan Hawk. Uh, or you can find me uh, Monday through Friday at twitch.tv slash Conan Hawk. And Mr. Toolshed. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Toolshed and twitch.tv slash Mr. Toolshed. I will be um, hanging out all weekend with the uh, charity stream. I kind of helped organize it, so I'm really excited to be helping out. I will be streaming myself at 4 p.m. Central, and then the Magic versus Hearthstone event, which I'm really looking forward to, is at 11 a.m. Central um, on Saturday. So you can come check us out there. We're going to be playing Wait. Jackbox games, like I said. Sorry, go ahead. I forgot to say I'm also streaming tomorrow, too. I just forgot. <laughs> I'm oh. streaming with the event tomorrow, I think, like, 9, I don't know, at night on Saturday uh, with, the, uh, with the roommates that I live with. So Sam... Matt, BK. I, I dragged them all into it. I don't know what we're going to do, but I told them they have to do it. <laughs> sounds like a, it sounds like a, what's the cooking game? Overcooked? Well, we're yeah. gonna do, it's going to be magic related. Oh, okay. oh well, I was going to say, like, that's a game that you could play with that many people, right? Is, is the cooking game. I love it. Is one of the video games you've played in your life overcooked, Eric? I played it one time. You've played three video games in your life and overcooked is one of them. But that's entirely <laughs> not true. I've played a lot of Final Fantasy games and a lot of Metal Gear Solid games. Also, at one point, I was... Okay, this is going to make me sound really old. But at one point, I was really, really good. In fact, I was like one of the best in the world at Wolfenstein. When it, oh. like when they had an online first-person shooter. I was in wow, one of the best clans in the world. I'm only 27. I don't know what Wolfenstein is there. <laughs> <laughs> I love also that like we were talking about what we're playing and Kellen goes, oh, I'm going to be playing with Magic and all the people in the Magic podcast go, oh. Also, I love how we were so close to ending after an hour, but we just haunted it. <laughs> had to jump right in. Uh, well, check so out. If you wanna, hey, but if you want to load up some nice, like, what, what was that, like 32-bit graphics and and we want to play some, uh, some like, 5v5 uh, Wolfenstein, uh, dude, uh, I will I will mess some people up. Great. Awesome. We're gonna go, I'm going to go find some emulators and see what we can do to patch us yeah. into that kind That'll of 5 That'll be the next five. charity stream there. Don't worry. Absolutely. Yes. And, of nice. course, they can find out about those charity streams by following us on Twitter at Swagoy Gaming, and they can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142 at both of those places on Twitter and Twitch. And that's going to do it for us this week, but... We want you all to uh, go out into the world of digital magic, go uh, throw some monsters around, go mutate some things, go break some stuff, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye!
Narf. <laughs> <laughs> uh.